Welcome to the Superman Confidential Podcast, the podcast that's all about Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and the Man of Steel. I'm going to get into quite a bit of news today, catch up on a lot of things, Crisis on Infiniters, lots of different little Superman things related there, and get into some comic talk for what seems to be coming up in Superman comics. So I'll just jump right in with our first look at Brandon Routh in his new Superman costume, inspired by the Kingdom Come comic for Christ's on Infiniters. I will just say, wow, it looks pretty great. <laughs> uh, really, really good costume reveal. I have very, very few complaints. Maybe a couple little nitpicks here and there. But overall, it's great. Um, high level, it looks like the Kingdom Come costume. Uh, could almost not change it at all from the comic, other than the, the S-Shield is a little, it's raised. It's It looks like it's a, an added on material to the uh, base layer. I don't know any costume terms, but it, it I think that's done because it fits in with the world of Superman Returns. That's uh, a nod to his costume there. But yeah, I mean, it's about as comic accurate as you could get, all things considering. And I'm really impressed that this looks so good. And I've seen some other photos of it. There's one that's a pose similar to Justice Society of America number 10, I think from 2007, where he's kind of looking down uh, with his arms in front of him. The original first look with his was with the hands on the hips in front of that red whatever background. And yeah, in terms of Superman Returns, I think it improves it on every level. I'm not a, a huge fan of the Superman Returns suit. I don't think it's too bad, but the things I don't like about the Superman Returns suit, this improves. It makes the the logo, the S, bigger. I always thought it was really small and tiny. Wanted to see it bigger. The trunks, the red trunks are there. I always thought they were a little small in Superman Returns. And the colors, the colors are so awesome. These are kind of the colors I think of if I close my mind, close my eyes, and think of Superman. These are the colors. And boy, I, it's really not been done in live action exactly like this. The brightness, it looks good in, in darker colors. And when it's in at night, in the light, it looks really good. These are the, the colors, bright blue and red without being too over the top. And that's really not been done before. I mean, even the original... Christopher Reeve costume was a little bit lighter than that. They went with the lighter blue. If you think of something you know, along the same lines, the Superboy TV show is similar. The Dean Cain one was probably closest, although that's a little bit of a darker blue, just off the top of my memory. And then the Routh costume was a little bit darker and more maroonish than red and more of a dark blue. And especially the Henry Cavill suit is when it was first came out was a little bit darker. And then in some justice league shots, the, the colors of that would were a little bit brighter and it looked more like this. And I, I really liked the, the justice league promotional shots of, of Henry Cavill, the colors and the costume there, but yeah, this is really cool. I like the way the Cape attaches. I think that's my favorite way to see the Cape attached, which is a weird little detail that only Superman fans would think of. Um, I don't love the raised, S or the the outline of it, whatever it is, but it's not bad. That's a minor complaint. And so for a kingdom come costume, and I'm not someone who's going to compare it to 
you know, rank my favorite Superman costumes because this is a different category because this is a Kingdom Come one. So it's the best Kingdom Come Superman costume I've seen. And I, I don't think I could have asked for much better. And as far as the trunks, I know people are, are split on them. I've leaned towards, um, I, I've kind of, I, I could go back and forth on the trunks. I think I'm leaning more towards not. I love the Superman Reborn from the comics look where he's got the red belt, but not, um, I don't know about the trunks, but I, I do say, I will say, um, I'm glad he has them because his Superman did have trunks. And especially if we're getting multiple Supermen, Tyler Hecklin will definitely be suited up. Maybe Tom Welling, we don't know that. I'm glad one of them will have the classic trunks look represented in Crisis on Infinite Earths. But yeah, overall, really great costume. I like the, the upper body is just awesome. And I, you can see the outline of the abs or in muscles, and it's certainly padded a little bit, even though Ralph got in really good shape. There is the the muscle outlines you can see, but it's not obvious. It's not distracting. You know it if you look at them, but it doesn't jump right out at you first off. So I like the little bit more subtle things and the, the textures of the suit. It just looks really good, really well made, and I'm impressed for what will probably be his only appearance that they made such a, a really great costume here. And Ralph himself, you know, he's got the a bit of the side spit curl. He's got the gray on the temples a little bit more. They aged him up a little bit more, but he doesn't look too crazy old. Um, he looks a little younger than I would have thought for a Kingdom Come Superman, but it's it's nothing drastic. But all in all, pretty awesome. Everybody, of course, wants to know what Superman is Brandon Ralph actually playing. And I talked a while back about how Mark Guggenheim, who's sort of showrunning the crossover, said it will be strongly hinted that it's the same Superman from Superman Returns. Whether that is also the Superman from Superman 1 and 2 is up for interpretation. I suppose that's up to you if you want it to be. It can be. If if you don't, then you don't have to think that. But he was asked if it is going to be the Kingdom Come version or the Earth 2 Cal-El version, which is the one that has a big role in Crisis. And Guggenheim said it's not an either-or question. So I think, to me, that implies it's going to be taking elements from both. I will say those are very different versions. In some ways, they are similar. They're the older, experienced Superman. But Kingdom Come Superman has a dead Lois Lane, whereas Earth 2 kal version is married and happy to be with Lois Lane. So they're coming from very different perspectives going into Crisis. But I guess what that means is, you know, it's just going to be an older version, which we already know. But... Yeah, I don't know if they'll how much time they'll have to get into any of that or reference it or maybe just make an offhanded comment uh, imply that the Superman has gone through some tough things and that's why he's got the black on his S-shield or however they address that. I'm, I wouldn't expect too much there, but maybe a little hint towards what this Superman has gone through. And I will be getting into more of this soon. I'm going to do a little preview, I think, for each of the Supermen, Tyler Hecklin, Brandon Routh, Tom Welling, as well as everything that's going on in their universe before Crisis on Infinite Earths comes out. So I want to do an episode on each and maybe another fourth episode with my final Crisis predictions and if anybody else could show up. And I think I'll start with, there's a good chance the next episode, we'll be looking at Tyler Hecklin's Superman, what I think is going to happen to him, where he's coming from. So I'll be looking at Elseworlds for the next episode and I'll get more into that. But in the meantime, there's a lot of other news to get to. A uh, bunch of images from Crisis on Infinite Earths has come out. Uh, Erica Durant's is Lois Lane. Just makes me smile. Seeing her as Lois Lane, she shared a photo with Tom Welling on the Kent farm. So I'm assuming 
one scene, they'll have a scene there. If not more, uh, again, don't know how much screen time these two will have, but seeing them, them on a Kent farm is pretty cool. We know Durant's is going to be in multiple episodes, but we don't know how much Tom Mulling will be seen. Bitsy Tolick, who is the Arrow versus Lois Lane, has shared a bunch of stuff. Too, there is also a, a photo of Erica and Bitsy together as Lois Lane, which is pretty cool. And, you know, I don't have much to add to these pictures other than it's pretty cool. And if people are getting pictures together, there's a good chance that they're in scenes together. So just a, a guess there. But we saw Tom with Tyler and, and Bitsy seeing them all together. So there's a chance how that happens. Seeing them, are they going to be on the same farm? Are they going to realize how similar it looks to each other's farms? I don't know. There's also a photo of Brandon Routh and Tyler Hecklin at the Daily Planet, at, both in costume as Superman. And again, that Kingdom Come Superman costume looks really great. Uh, why they're at the Daily Planet, there's lots of things it could be. But cool to see them together. And Brandon Routh also shared a photo as Clark Kent in his Clark Kent attire. So Clark Kent, editor-in-chief of the Daily Planet, presumably. Again, looking really great. Similar to his old-fashioned Superman Returns look. I don't know why it's called old-fashioned. It was only 2006. But again, looks cool. He's editor-in-chief, which, similar to the Earth 2 Cal-L version of Superman, from Christ's on Infinite Earth, he was editor-in-chief of the Daily Star at that time, not the Daily Planet. He was the Daily Star. So cool to see them incorporating that. Don't know how much of that we're going to get to see. Is he just editor-in-chief? Uh, we see one scene, and then he's got to fly off to go save the day or whatever. But this could be a cool chance for a cameo of some sort. Other people at the Daily Planet. Sam Huntington was Jimmy Olsen in Superman Returns. Could he be in there, age it up a little bit? Maybe. Could you have mark mcclure as jimmy olsen i don't know but i think there's be cool opportunities for cameos um get probably not seeing his lowest lane if this is more kingdom come style but yeah it'll be nice to see clark kent in the daily planet on to more smallville stuff mark guggenheim was specifically asked about the smallville season 11 comics if you don't know what those are they're continuation of smallville pickup after clark has become superman and show what a season of clark as superman would look like but in comic book form Really well done by writer Brian Q. Miller. And Guggenheim said that the season 11 comics, quote, won't be directly referenced, but we consider the comic to be canon with one small off-camera repurchase of a certain farm, end quote. So, yeah, I don't, again, I don't know how much time we're going to get into Tom Welling and Erica Drance's Clark Kent and Lois Lane, but I'm glad that they consider them to be canon. I wasn't expecting a reference, although there is a crisis that they go through themselves in the season 11 comics, so I think it would be neat if Clark and Lois get to mention, well, it's not like it's our first crisis or something like that. Something to show that this Clark has been doing stuff, has been dealing with these things before, and is not surprised by a a major crisis like this. That would be pretty cool. And as as far as the off camera purchase of uh, of the Kent farm, I don't know if they ever sold that. That wasn't. That's really not clear in Small Hill season ten. I know in the finale they're they're talking about how it's closing and it's an escrow. But if you go back to Homecoming. Season 10, episode 4, when Clark visits the future, Lois mentions the farm and implies that they still use it. He stores his things there. So I don't know if they ever actually sold it because Martha told them not to sell it after they had already started the process of selling it. I don't know the legalities of that, but whether they 
closed out the deal, got some negative eBay feedback, or just decided to repurchase it later. Either way, I'm glad they have it back uh, and own the Kent Farm again. Some bummer crisis news is that Michael Rosenbaum has passed on the opportunity to return for crisis, presumably as Lex Luthor, although he has had some voice roles for DC, but I'm assuming people were asking him about Lex Luthor. He cited a lack of information on role. He wasn't given a script, which I think is totally understandable, but he wasn't even told what he would be doing or what it would involve, uh, what his character would be doing or any specifics in terms of schedule. It, it sounded like, hey, we've got a little bit of money. We need to know now if you can come. We don't know when exactly, but can you come to film? And so he decided to pass on it. Some people think this is just a, a ploy of his to, you know, a buzz thing. I don't think he would say such really kind of negative things about the situation if he was doing a, a trick surprise comeback. It sounds like he was approached after Welling and Durant were already right after they were confirmed to be joining and was told, uh, you know, we need to know now. So I'm guessing it wouldn't have been a major role, whether it's a cameo, a non-speaking cameo, or whatever. Uh, I do get, I do understand him passing, and I would have liked to have seen him more as Lex Luthor. He's a great Lex Luthor, but I, I totally get if he doesn't know any information why he would pass. Uh, the worst part about this news isn't necessarily that, that Michael Rosenbaum won't be in it, although I was, I'm disappointed in that. I didn't expect him to have a major role. The worst part is, is this how all of the quote-unquote guest stars have been handled uh welling was was added just before the deal was closed just before they started filming they started filming the next week after that so if that's how it was done this brings back the question is this how much of this crossover will be dc's you know the history of dc all of dc's crisis on infinite Earths, and how much of it will be the arrow versus crisis on infinite Earths? is it 75% Arrowverse, 25% all the past shows and movies, or is it 90% Arrowverse and, you know, we'll mix in a few things here, have a few cameos and have, you know, we'll have Brandon Routh as Superman, have little cameos here and there, but by and large, it's the Arrowverse's crossover. Um, I don't know. I, I would most like to see, obviously, DC's Crisis on Infinite Earths because if you look at it from that from that angle, Superman is a much bigger and would deserve a much bigger role in the history of things, and is much more important than Superman specifically is in in the Arrowverse. And I'm also, you know, I'm I'm also more attached to those those past versions just because we've spent more time with them than the the little we have with the Superman in the Arrowverse. So, yeah, this kind of very much lowered my expectations uh, for what we might see from Tom Welling, Erica Durant, and even Brandon Routh. Um, really, if you think of it, if you were planning a DC's Crisis on Infinite Earths, with all due respect to, to John Cryer, I still haven't seen his episodes, but I've heard good things for the most part about his Lex Luthor. You would think if you're going to have a Lex Luthor play a big role, you would want it to be Michael Rosenbaum's because he's, more people know him as Lex Luthor. He's, he got seven years to establish the character. And so if you're going to have a big role for a Lex Luthor in Crisis, you would think you'd want it to be Michael Rosenbaum. The fact that they approached, they had the done deal for Cryer at Comic-Con and maybe had it done long before that. Who knows? That might have been part of his deal when he first joined Supergirl as Lex Luthor. And that they asked Rosenbaum for a limited role a couple days before they started shooting shows it's really more of the Arrow versus 
crisis on infinite earths and that's fine uh i'm not surprised by that they've got their five six shows that they've got to got to honor but it's something to keep in perspective in terms of how much we can actually expect for these superman guest stars because that's what they are uh their guest appearances they're not uh necessarily going to be major roles in terms of other superman related shows it sounds like they actually reached out to cameron cuff of krypton who plays sagel played sagel on that show mark guggenheim on twitter said we tried we couldn't make the date works dates work i'm really surprised they even reached out to cuff i think that's really cool and exciting and i would like to see him again like like i said with pretty much any superman character oh, i'd like to see them more in crisis but i and yeah the dates don't work i'm a little surprised they actually reached out to him because segel would be cool but there's not a real natural story fit there uh, if you read the original comics yeah there's some time stuff but how are you going to cut away to segel on krypton because it's set in the past and all of that, how would you make that work? It would make more sense to see a present-day Adam Strange or Lobo from that show, to me, than this. But uh, it would be cool to see Krypton represented. Maybe there still is a, a cameo for for Krypton in there somewhere. But I'm glad that Cuff was at least approached. It does make me wonder, maybe, would there be a way for them to merge Krypton onto the current DCTV universe? And while we might not see any more of Krypton, maybe they could have that as the the backstory you know have that, those characters be the the versions in the arrowverse maybe i don't know if that's what they were going for there or just have another cameo i don't know but in terms of krypton it was announced that the second and final season will be released on blu-ray with a digital copy and also dvd january 14th of 2020 so i have two bonus featurettes the fate of superman and villains modes of persuasion i am very glad that the second season is getting a physical release. Not a lot of shows that get canceled after two years get physical releases for both seasons these days. So I'm really glad to see it. Uh, again, I was really liked Krypton Season 2 and am looking forward to having it on Blu-ray for rewatching. But yes, it should be noted the fact that it says final season pretty much uh, is telling us it is done. As, I guess that's the final word, that it is done officially. You know, when it was officially canceled, there were reports they were going to be shopping it around. And as the months go by and you don't hear more about it, you think the chances are pretty much done. But seeing the final season there is as much as a final nail in the coffin as you can get. And in today's world, things can come back or continue in different ways. Uh, I'm not necessarily expecting Krypton revival. The likelihood of that doesn't seem very strong. But it would be cool to see some sort of continuation or wrap up at least of the storylines that they had going on. I'd be all for a, a Krypton season three comic. Uh, I don't know what the market interest is in that, but I would be all for it. Or maybe getting the story wrapped up in a Lobo spinoff if that ever takes off or somewhere else, you know, with things like crisis, could you do an episode of whatever, pick a TV show where you go to an alternate, you know, where a Supergirl episode where Supergirl goes to a different universe and helps with revisits Krypton or anything like that could you do any of that and resolve those plot threads you probably could again i'm not expecting that but that could be really cool to do well that is it for crisis talk and i'm going to be in getting into comics now if you don't want to be spoiled at all on upcoming comics and have somehow missed the news of what's going on with superman now would be a good time to tune out but i will be talking about this and the news came out you know it came out in solicitations and 
through a big interview with writer Brian Michael Bendis with the New York Times. Bendis, if you remember, took over as writer of Superman and Action Comics after Action Comics number 1000, and he has been in charge of Superman ever since. He did the six-issue Man of Steel series and, and took over the regular Superman and Action Comics titles. So in Superman number 18, Superman, Clark Kent will reveal his secret identity to the world, reveal that Superman and Clark Kent are one and the same. If this sounds familiar to you, it wasn't done that long ago in the New 52, 2015. To be specific, Clark Kent's secret identity was revealed. It was eventually undone a couple years later in Superman Reborn during the Rebirth era. Bendis said that, quote, on some level, this is what DC brought me here for. I don't didn't want to stir things up right away. I had to earn my place. He also said, I don't do fake-out stories. And he mentioned how he outed Daredevil and that, has lasted for 15 years or did last for 15 years i don't i don't know exactly i have never read a daredevil comic uh, he said it will make superman quote the best version of himself and he also said we wanted to do this because it, behind it is 1000 brand new superman stories that have never been told so i guess before i get into this and a lot of superman fans have a lot of opinions i will say it's really hard when you've been consistently publishing a character in monthly usually multiple monthly adventures for over 81 years now that is it's tough to come up with new stories and do new things and in a way that is good for business so it's easy to say we'll just make good stories and don't do gimmicky things like this and eventually the sales numbers will come at the same time dc has i'm sure Sales aren't sales are good for Superman, but I'm sure they always want them to be better and want more eyeballs on it. Obviously, more sales are, are better. As much as we'd like it to just be able to just keep telling good stories and the sales will come. Sometimes that takes a while. Sometimes you want to jolt. Sometimes you get purchased by AT&T and maybe they want you to find ways to get buzz and create buzz and get more eyeballs on the product. I understand all that. Having said all that, man, this is really disappointing to me. It doesn't mean this will be a bad story. Uh, and But if this is the new status quo for Superman going forward, boy, is that a bummer. Uh, I don't really intend to read this or keep up with it uh, because it's just not something I want. And again, that doesn't mean it's not going to be good. And a lot of people might like it and enjoy it. And I hope those people do. To me, this is something that sounds like you know if you want to do an elseworlds a one shot or a six issue miniseries on something like this superman revealing himself to the world go ahead and do it i mean similar things have been done before in comics uh it's been done in other media there was a, a smallville episode that touched exactly on this clark revealed his identity bad things happened he went back in time changed it that's the season eight episode right there and so out of continuity, maybe that could be an interesting thing to to look at. But in terms of an incontinuity thing, uh, this is the future for Superman. Yeah, that's disappointing. To Clark Kent is actually my favorite character of all time, not Superman. And, and you could say, what's the difference? And that's fair. But this essentially eliminates Clark Kent. Now, maybe he'll still exist. Maybe he'll still write some articles. But it essentially removes Clark Kent from existing. Uh, Bendis said that this allows a thousand brand new Superman stories. I don't understand where he's coming from from that. Maybe he'll, maybe he has some, I'm sure he's thought this out and has some really strong ideas that he's excited about. To me, this allows you to tell one story, which is the story of Superman 
revealing himself to the world. Uh, I don't see any other stories, new stories that you can do with this besides that one if he had the dual identity because before you could do Clark Kent stories as well as Superman stories as well as a mix of the two. Here you can just do Superman stories, right? And, and for the world at large, that is how he will be viewed. And some of the things, because of the continuity of the way it is right now, some of the things of revealing his identity, the old tropes of, well, you got to keep your family safe, that's essentially eliminated. The Kents aren't around. John is, his son John is not really around anyway. Uh, Lois is going to be in trouble anyway. So that doesn't really make a difference there. So you could almost understand now is the time for this. But it's tough. I think you want to strive to find new and exciting stories to tell and, and new ways to look at things. But at what point does the character that you're trying to grow and adapt become unrecognizable? For me right now, that would make this character kind of unrecognizable. Clark Kent, Lois Lane being reporters with Clark Kent secretly being Superman have been staples of comic books since Action Comics number one. And there have been some changes here and there, certainly, to that and growing and evolving. But not having that Clark Kent persona is something that's really hard to come back from. And maybe if, you know, the next writer comes in, does a Superman Reborn-esque thing and fixes it, I will be able to go back and read these and enjoy these. And again, we don't know how long this is going to last. If it lasts 15 years, boy, 15 years essentially without Clark Kent. That sounds not exciting to me. Um, but this combined with some other speculation news for what's coming down the line for DC Comics and everything like that has kind of made me want to take a step away from current comics and as well as not necessarily loving the work Brendis has done so far in terms of taking everything away from Superman. You know, he essentially he didn't split up Lois and Clark, but they're really separate now. Their son has gone away. Um, that's fine, but it's it's changing things so much and I don't want to say, well, oh, this is Superman has to be done a certain way, but I, I just, this doesn't excite me. And so I don't think I'll be following along really with what goes here. But the good news is maybe one day, you know, I will come back to this and pay more attention to it. I'll still, you know, I'll still want to follow Clark Kent wherever he goes in Lois Lane, but we'll see. I'm, I'm frustrated and, and disappointed a little bit with the changes that have gone on with Superman and downplaying Superman's importance in movies and TV in recent years and comics were, were there as well. So uh, it's frustrating, but there are 80 years of Superman comics that I more or less love. Lots of really great stuff in there. Uh, some classic stuff that I'm going back and reading or rereading and really enjoying. And so to me, this just seems so unappealing to me. It seems gimmicky to me. And so uh, I'm, yeah, not excited for it. But I wonder what everybody's opinion is here. I know a lot of Superman fans are disappointed. I think this will, maybe this will excite some people. I don't know. Maybe I'm sure sales will be boosted for the short term. And if it's a great story, maybe that'll continue. Um, but right now it's frustrating and, and not really exciting. And maybe my opinions will change on that. But right now it's, this is not something I'm really interested in looking into. Because to me, Clark Kent, is that important and that is going to be removed and we'll see how how that happens maybe bendis has a great way to work around that but uh, i'm kind of rambling but all, all in to say yeah i'm disappointed by this um 
I hope Clark Kent is back eventually. And there are risks to never changing the status quo. But like I said, at what point does the character become unrecognizable in that world? I don't know. Uh, But yeah, frustration. Uh, I'm hopeful that it works out and does well, but we will see. All right. That is, that is my way of saying, I don't know how to wrap this up. If anybody's got thoughts on this, on this comic thing in particular, send them in at Superman pod on Twitter. I'm at Krypton Tom. I really want to hear people's thoughts on what what you're thinking of this. And if you're looking forward to this, if you're disappointed, if you're going to give it a shot, but on the fence, I I really want to know if I'm, if people uh, have a similar view to me or a different one, but that is it for today. Next time will probably be a crisis on infinite beginning of that preview. I've still got a Superman movie future podcast that I want to do. I've been, I've been tossing around figuring out a way to do that, but most likely the next episode will be Christ on Infinite. I think I'll lead with Tyler Hecklin Superman. So I'll look at his appearances so far on Supergirl and Elseworlds. And I'll probably look at the other characters as well. So Bitsy Tullock's Lois Lane. And I should probably go and watch the, the John Cryer episodes. It's Lex Luthor finally to see how that will, will tie in and kind of what I think will happen to that character in crisis. So I will be back with that 